0: where were you on january 2nd 2023 that's a day most americans will never forget it was the day that the cincinnati Bengals played the buffalo bills it was a monday night football game and a pivotal afc game for playoff seeding. i mean this was a big deal what we all thought would be just a normal game turned into a fight for Demar hamlin's life welcome to the four seas podcast and i'm your host noah corston My first ever guest on the podcast is Len Vandenbos. Len is stepping into his seventh season as the Buffalo Bills chaplain, and we talk about what happened on January 2nd. But I also wanted to invite Len into this conversation to talk about how he's been the spiritual leader for the Buffalo Bills these last few years and how he's able to connect with the guys on and off the field. You guys are in for a treat. Let's dive right in. Welcome to the Four Seas Podcast. Good morning it is morning here in Nashville, Tennessee, and it's in Buffalo. Thanks for being on the podcast today.
1: Uh, my pleasure. Good morning, everybody.
0: Yeah, it's, uh, you know, part of this podcast, uh, our listeners know that you can either have cigars, cider, or coffee. And I, I probably am not going to have any kind of alcohol this early in the morning. So, <laughs> or a cigar, my
1: neighbors would probably be a little concerned. Well, my, so, um, uh, when I saw the three C's, is it three C's or four C's? How many C's do you got? Yeah, it's the four C's podcast because
0: I'm the fourth C. But
1: oh, gotcha, gotcha. Okay. Yeah. So well, my, my last well, name's Corsten. So that's I why. It, uh, uh, so I was going to add a fifth C, which is cereal, because that's really what. Yeah, that's what I just have fine. Most, most mornings, I'm not a dark <laughs> guy. I'm not a cider guy. I'm a little bit of a Corsten guy. Uh, <laughs> not a coffee guy for sure. But, uh, yeah. as soon as we're done with this, I head upstairs, uh, I'm at the bills facility and I head upstairs and get my morning cereal. So <laughs> nice. What's your cereal of choice? It's, it's, uh, what they have here is kind of a granola, uh, kind of raisin date mix kind of thing. Wow. So I'm all over it. That's yeah. awesome. I, one of my, one of
0: my friends used to work for the bills too. He, he always loved bills cafeteria. So I've heard the foods. Oh, yeah. Awesome. Yeah. they so.
1: they, they serve us well. Yeah. Well, today I'm drinking coffee
0: and really appreciate you being on. I know I uh, we were talking before this and you, you were on the Sweat Room Sports and Faith podcast, well, the podcast that I, I helped launch a few years ago at a church. And now we're here and I love it. And I was yeah. like, when I was getting this thing going, I'm like, I got to have Len on again. I could talk to you every year because clearly you see so much throughout the year. But, man, have you seen a lot uh, this last season? And, uh, you know, six years in, but going into your seventh season now, what this is probably one for the books. And yeah. I, I want to start out today. I mean, January 2nd, 2023. Yeah. We all know it. Cincinnati Bengals versus the Bills. I mean, tell me what you remember for that day. You guys are up in Cincinnati.
1: Yeah, it was a big game. Uh, Monday Night Football, you know, uh, the number one seed kind of on the line between us and the Bengals in Kansas City. So it was a game that we were – very excited for it was a really uh crisp night in cincinnati you know um and um well a lot of things happened that night for sure um but i think whatever my overall feeling was that um it was very surreal um Mm. and then all of a sudden it switched very quickly to something very real um if that makes sense um yeah uh, I was uh, on the sidelines. Uh, I hold these personnel cards up when the defense is on the field. Um, and so I'm really close to the to the edge of the field there. And, you know, when he came up, uh, when uh, T. Higgins came across and they collided, you know, uh, and he went down, uh, one of my practices I've been doing for years is anytime a player goes down their their side or our side, I just take a quick knee, say a quick prayer that it's not a serious injury. And so I did that, and when I opened my eyes, uh, two of our trainers were running past me to get the, um, the backboard, you know, mm-hmm. uh, and I could just see on the looks on their faces that this was, you know, serious. And so uh, without going into all the details, it just quickly became, you know, a scenario that none of us had really ever been in, to mm-hmm. be that close to someone who was um, getting CPR, And those nine minutes of compressions by um, Denny Kellington, our assistant trainer, um, just felt like an hour uh, of praying and guys were crying and and, uh, just kind of looking back and forth from, you know, trying to help people and pray with people and console people to looking back to him to see what's going on and to see those compressions continue, continue you know there was a point in there where i just all of a sudden i thought he could die <laughs> mm. you know and that's i mean that farthest thing from any of our minds you know minutes earlier so um yeah that's um um you know once they took him in the ambulance and he got you know they shocked his heart uh started and uh i think then my next thought uh, was just the leadership that I witnessed between Coach McDermott and uh, players in the locker room who really um, work together on what are we going to do and how are we going to do this. And uh, just to see, um, you know, our whole team between Brandon Bean and Sean and, and Terry Pagula put, you know, the players first, put DeMar first. Uh, what a quick switch between this game means so much in the standings and in the playoff picture to uh, it's all about one of our players and mm. how can we support him? And then how can we support our players who are, in, are the rest of our team? That's in shock. And, mm. and uh, so those are some thoughts that come to my mind when I think about that night. Yeah. Heavy. I
0: mean, I was, we were um, my wife and I were driving back for, ironically from Buffalo to, To Nashville, and we were watching the game in the car, and Lee is like, "Someone's down. This is not good." And then it kept going, it kept going, and I'm like, "This is not good." And then, uh, eventually, I see you, you know, with Sean leading the charge, praying with everyone on the field, and it was surreal. And then you get Joe Buck and Troy Aikman talking, and like, I think everyone was like, "Oh, this is a normal injury." To man, he's Demara's fighting for his life yeah and i don't think every anyone had seen anything like that before it was just it just stopped you in your shoes and i mean nothing was good about that moment but it was cool to see how the community and really the church came together and people were praying yeah. like no other i've I've never seen that for a sporting event before yeah.
1: yeah the outpouring of you know that night and uh you know the days that followed of people you know praying um, and, you know, I think a lot of people, you know, prayer is a big part of this conversation. Um, yeah. but I think, you know, uh, a lot of people prayed that night that perhaps don't usually pray. And yeah. I think that, what that reveals Noah is that, uh, I believe it's in Romans 12, uh, if I'm correct, uh, where it says God's eternal qualities have been seen from the beginning of time. Amen. And people know, even people who are not following Jesus, who are not particularly religious, if you will, or or have a faith or relationship with God, um, there's something in us, I believe, that the Apostle Paul, you know, put down in, you know, in the book, in his letter to the Romans about, people know that there is God's eternal quality, God's, mm. um, who God is, that there is a God. Um, in moments like that, I think it touches People and that's I think a hmm. lot of reasons why people pray because they know even if they are not actively following God or have a relationship they know deep down that uh, um, there is a God and those are the moments that they reach out because they uh, they don't know what else to do so I think that's just a, re- a reality of um, God's presence in the world even for those people who don't don't really know Him.
0: How are you and, you know, some of the bills doing now? I mean, just, I mean, it's been a little bit now, but I mean, how how are you guys all doing now? Yeah.
1: Yeah. We're doing, we're doing good. You know, I mean, obviously the days that followed uh, were so important (laughs) for DeMar, number one, but for our team that, you know, by, we got back Tuesday and uh, we had prayer meetings that every morning that week, uh, just for guys, anybody wanted to come in and pray. And, you know, I think Thursday or Friday, this would you know, we started to get really good news, and and got him on a Zoom call, and we could see him, and you know that allowed I think our team to play, yeah. you know, that next week, and um, but it's been um, uh, as you mentioned earlier, the twenty twenty two season was just full of adversity for our yeah. team. Obviously, this was the the pinnacle of the adversity that we faced, but it also yeah. really brought us together, and it it took a lot of took a lot out of us, I think. Um, but it also sparked conversation, uh, and created community on our team. Like we've never seen before. And what an opportunity
0: for you and your ministry. Um, I, I mean, you're right. I mean, 2022, the whole year. And, you know, that's part of the reason, like, I, I love your job. I think most people don't know what you do. I've always called you the hidden hero of the team, you know, cause there's not many full-time chaplains out there, but here you are, you know, one of a few, and you're going into your seventh season and making such an impact with the bills. And I know Sean and so many other players value your leadership in the locker room. And I just think that, you know, nothing is by accident and you've laid such a strong foundation these last really six seasons and especially going into your seventh and, you know, nothing was by accident that day, but I know God, really set you up for success that day for, for you to be a resource and to be a man of prayer that day and just a man of comfort. So, I mean, publicly, I want to say thanks for what you did that day
1: because it takes a lot of guts. Well, to God be the glory. And and the reality is there's a lot of chaplains on our team. Uh, That locker room, once we left the field in Cincinnati, went into the locker room, um, uh, assistant coaches, uh, you know, veteran players were around the locker room, praying with their teammates, consoling their teammates. Um, so we have a lot of assistant chaplains, you know, if you will, yeah. on the team, and and they really, right. you know, uh, guys opened their homes that following the days that followed the uh, that Monday night game, guys opened up their homes for guys to, uh, and their girlfriends and wives to come over and just hang out, you know. And so that's one of the beauties about Buffalo is that we all live so close together. You know, in the South towns here, and so uh uh, that's what happened that whole week is you know some was you know publicized, some just kind of happened organically, but people just went into each other's homes and hung out and processed, you know, yeah, um, and so um, yeah, there's a lot of chaplains here, and uh I get a chance you know to be one of them so have you seen God move since yeah, um, you know, I think uh you know, when we did, um, that happened Monday night and then we played the Patriots Sunday, the next Sunday at at one o'clock. And so Saturday night chapel, um, I was really trying to figure out, you know, what do we do with chapel, you know, the next Mm. following this deal. And, uh, I ended up landing on, uh, three realities that I shared with the team. And that's really to answer your question, what I've tried to impart to you know, players and coaches and people in the organization, as well as people that have asked me, you know, kind of these questions. Um, mm. uh, because what happens oftentimes, as you know, that the news cycle so fast and things change and all of a sudden, and, you know, we had another game to play. Yeah. And all of a sudden you go, you know, uh, you just, it's easy to kind of click off. And, but I wanted to, uh, our team, you know, and going forward, people that I share, you know, the story with to kind of, land on these three realities and the one reality is that god is with us you mm-hmm. know that even though you know um even though you walk through the valley of the shadow of death david said in psalm 23 he says i'm with you you don't have mm-hmm. to be afraid. and um god was with demar god was with us in those moments with 558 um into the first quarter in cincinnati mm-hmm. that god's available to us and he's not far he's he's available to us and even in our worst of circumstances he's available that's a reality that we should not um forget um -hmm. because there'll be other stuff that we're going to go through in our lives and god's available even in Mm -hmm. the worst of circumstances uh the second reality was that time is limited Mm -hmm. for each of us and we got a you know a ringside seat to uh our brother being you know um, gone if you will for nine minutes and that you know by god's grace you know and mercy he brought him back to life but he could yeah. have died right on that field and just the reality of that time is limited you know in ecclesiastes 3 it says there's a season and time for everything there's a time to be born there's a time to die that's mm-hmm. all our reality and are you living with some form of urgency with that in mind yeah. We think about that much, that you know, unless you're at a funeral or, or someone that, you know, passes, but uh, especially for players that I think at this young age seem invincible, mm. don't want to lose the reality that, you know, we do have a, um, a time where, you know, um, we're all going to die, you mm. know. And then the third reality is that um, Jesus gives us victory over death, that death doesn't have the final say. Um, thanks be to God, Paul says in First Corinthians says, Thanks be to God that He gives us the victory over death through Christ Jesus, and that we mm-hmm. have real hope. And it's a great opportunity to soak in that reality that you know, where are you putting your hope? Ask yourself questions like where am I putting my hope? Mm-hmm. Uh, and that we have we have a great eternal promise and hope through Christ that death doesn't get the final say, uh, even if uh, uh Damar would have died that night you know Damar has a relationship with god through christ i believe he would be with christ today in eternity and so Amen. we have those promises available uh but only jesus is the answer to that victory mm. over death yeah. and uh, so uh, long answer to your long-winded answer to your question but those no, are three great. things that i've tried to camp on uh as much as i can with people that have questions or want to talk about that night is that how are those realities how are those three out three realities going to impact your life Mm. you know we don't want to you know i at chapel i said uh, let's not miss the miracle Mm. let's not waste the wake-up call because uh that was a real it's a real possibility you can just kind of quickly go wow that was crazy and we got a bunch of gear that has number three on it and uh Mm. You know, and all of a sudden you just, you know, it uh, fades away. Hmm. And I think that would be a, it'd be tragic that God gave us a, uh, a miracle and he gave us a wake up call that we uh, need to pay attention to. Hmm. I think
0: when you're, when you see death almost happened, you know, I think oftentimes people tell us, oh, God is with us. You know, time is limited. And Jesus does give victory over death. But when you're at a near life and death situation, that it's pretty sobering, uh, especially in those moments. Yeah, man, that's good. Thank you, Len. Yeah. Well, One of the things that I, I really value about you and I know is that you do a theme with the team this year of, or I should say, not just this year, but every year of just like, hey, this is this year's theme. Um, mm-hmm. And I I know that lays the foundation for for you and for your players, especially with your chaplains and just how, how you interact. Yeah. What was your guys' theme, you know, for the 2022 season?
1: Yeah, yeah, interesting. So it was grace and truth. So we mm-hmm. read through the Book of John. Here's a, an amazing story, God only God's story. Uh, uh, so we read through the Book of John last season, and I lay out the um, the whole thing, and usually in May. Is kind of may by the time we go out of our break in, in mid to late June, I try to have the whole kind of season laid out. So, 21 wow. chapters in the book of John, we basically were going to read a chapter of a week. And, um, the idea, the theme was uh, in John 1 14, where it says, Jesus came full of grace and truth, hmm. full of, you know, grace, accepting us where we are, unconditional love, but also full of truth, willing to share, uh, and not back off from the truth and the reality. Uh, of who he is and the gospel message. So we're going through the book of John, you know, all season long. And um, I also, uh, I may have told you this before, but I order these rocks and everybody gets a rock that comes to chapel doing yeah. this six seasons, right? And so I have to order those rocks in May in order to get them here and, you know, da 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 da. So I got the whole thing lined up. Well, um, we were in John the day before that game, we were in John 19. And, it, and on the rocket said victory over sin it's the john 19 is the crucifixion story and then um um you know the damar incident happens and wouldn't you know the next chapter is john 20 which is the resurrection and mm. on the rocket said victory over death wow so you know you can't write this right so you know three days after damar damar's accident he opens his eyes you know and You know, the Mm -hmm. next chapel rock is victory over death. It's the resurrection story. And we witnessed a resurrection anyway. So, I mean, that's all, all that's God, right? I mean, how do you script that? You know, you know, six months before God knew this was going to happen. And he had the scripture and the rock already printed six months earlier. And, and so it was hard to deny, uh, (laughs) you know, that uh, God knew this was happening. So I didn't have to come up with any new chapel talk that I just said, we're in John chapter 20. <laughs> we have a pretty powerful uh, uh, story that we just witnessed that goes pretty, pretty g- good with this story. So, wow. <laughs>
0: that's incredible. Isn't that amazing? You can't make that up. You can't make that up at Only all. God. Only
1: God does that.
0: Amen. I love that. Well, one of the things that I really appreciate you too about you is you're you're super authentic, you know, both on and off camera. You know, and we've had some <laughs> fun conversations, yeah, yeah,
1: for for good or bad.
0: Yeah, know? no, but I I mean that, but that's what I think that players appreciate you about you. And one of the focus on this podcast is, you know, we are in one of the most connected generations ever, but virtually, but people really don't know how to really talk and connect with one another, and that's really the heart of this podcast is we want to help people get plugged into their community, to their churches, um, in a real way. And for you, these last six seasons, you've really laid the foundation, the groundwork for that, you know, especially for moments with DeMar, but you know, really the whole, this whole time you you've been doing, you've been doing ministry with at least the bills in a real way. But I mean, you've been doing this even before go back to your, your days in Chicago, your days as a coach, you've been building the groundwork. For you, I I mean, just to focus on these last six seasons, how how have you laid that foundation, you know, with these players that, that that's genuine and real?
1: Yeah. Time. It takes a lot of time. Um, you know, uh, one of my good friends back at Willow Creek said to me one day, uh, something that I'll never forget. We were talking about ministry and I was really early in my ministry days. And he said, uh, there's no shortcut to relationships to authentic relationships, there's no shortcut to authentic mm. relationships, and um, that's a challenge, um, in uh, the NFL season because you know players come and go pretty quick, right. and uh, you know it's not like hey, we're in junior high ministry, we got them for three years, or we're in high school ministry, we got these kids for four years. Um, you don't know, you might get them for one season, you might get them really sometimes, you know, we'll have 90 on our roster when they walk back in the building next month Hmm. and you know you're going to have those 90 till you know the end of August for sure (laughs) but that's only months you know and then you're going to have you know about 65 you know so but those players can even come and go during the season so um, I think the um, each year you have to kind of you know my wife and I do this we kind of look at the cards we've been dealt (laughs) kind of the roster and going okay um, this is what God has provided. These are the people that we get a chance to steward and invest into. And one of the ways we start is looking at who we've already built into. So, mm. uh, who are the leaders that we want to really invest into, um, because we can't do it all ourselves. And so we've been blessed over the years to have people like Lorenzo Alexander or Levi Wallace or Matt Barkley now, or last year mm. we had Keith Keenan for one season, but yeah. what an impact him and Kimberly made on our team. So I think a lot of it starts with, you know, you want to reach everybody, Noah, and it's really hard to do that. So, mm. you know, the discipleship model really works in this, in all settings, but in this setting going, who's our, you know, six to eight players or couples that uh, are, uh, that we can invest into and equip so that they can help do the ministry. Mm we can't do it all. And so we'll start this spring. I'll start, you know, guys like Reed Ferguson, who's back, you know, we've been together every year. You know, I yeah. can invest in Reed and Erica because I know there he's going to have an impact with guys. Yeah. Uh, you know, the Keenum's last year, I just met Case for the first time, but they're such a godly couple, you know, been in the league for a 10, 12 years. Mm-hmm. And they hosted our couples group every Tuesday night at their home during the season made a huge impact, even though he was here for one season. Mm. Um, So I think a lot of it starts with building into some people that you have already on the team, you already have relationships with and challenging them to who are you going to invest into, right? I mean, it's just the discipleship model, right? It's go make disciples. Mm. So um, beyond that, it's, uh, you know, being really open to the new guys that walk into the building. And just going, mm. okay, God, who have you given me this year? Who have you, you know, sometimes yeah. brand new guys that come from other teams or rookies, mm. you know, and you just really ha- want to be spirit-led to go, God, who are the guys that, you know, um, seem eager to learn? They mm. and build into them, you know, and try to invest in them um, um, so that you can, you know, so they can have impact. Um uh, mm. I've I've learned uh I was I was with the Bears as their chaplain for a couple of years and Mike Singletary visited and I knew Mike from years ago at he went to our church. And so mm. I had a few minutes with him when he visited the facility one day and I said, you know, give me some advice. I'm just starting this chaplain thing. And he said, um, uh don't worry about the guys that are not, you know, coming or interested. He goes, Don't mm. don't spend all your time chasing those guys. He goes invest in the guys that are coming and showing up mm. and uh, those other guys will notice that and witness that and um you know the idea of don't spread yourself too thin just uh and that's been great advice i haven't always followed it sometimes i've spread myself too thin. <laughs> but that discipleship model keeps coming back of going you know build into those guys and then just be open to the to the guy that also like wow look who look who this guy is and he seems to be really eager you know and mm. Spend time, invite them into your office, take a walk with them, go out to dinner with him and his wife or girlfriend, you know, yeah. however let you in. Um, it's, it's amazing every year to see who God brings, you know, or raises up, you know, that was here for a year or two and you didn't have much interaction with them. And all of a sudden they, God's working in their lives. And all of a sudden you have a, you know, uh, a new guy and mm-hmm. a new couple. And so it's just amazing to watch God, um, provide you know and then just kind of uh walk with us throughout the season to see you know who he wants to um who he wants us to invest into and and then to watch how god uses the players because really the players have so much impact i mean Mm -hmm. i like we like to think the chaplains have impact and everything and i think god does use us but you know it's those guys who are uh, peer-to-peer right pro-to-pro those um there's nothing like a, a, a pro who's walking with the Lord, who his fellow teammates sees that. I mean, they're the same age, mm. they're in the same boat, right? There's, uh, you know, I'm I'm I'll be 60 years old this year. They're like, wow, oh. milestone. Know? Come on. So, but when they're, you know, when their peers are walking with the Lord and open and vulnerable and honest with them and know how to communicate the gospel and share their faith with them, that's where it really is cooking.
0: Mm. That's so good. I love that. You Yeah. Know, one thing I, I was wondering, and that I've learned from you too, uh, the first time I met you, I'm like, I wonder how some of these guys really trust you. And I think one of your secret ingredients is, is time. I think you put in the, the right amount of time you're, you're real with them. And, you know, over seven, you know, six seasons going into your seventh, you look up and man, guys really value what you do you know interact in the small times that I've interacted with Lorenzo and Reed and, and a few other of the bills they all say Len is you know a real leader for our team and as much as you like to, I know you you're a very humble guy so I think at times you're like yeah you know I don't really do much I think you do a lot you know mm-hmm. I think God uses you in your ministry so um that's I love that and one of the things one of the focus I mean like I mentioned earlier is We talk about community um for you i mean how how have you seen community play a huge part in your in your ministry and why, why is it so so important to be in community
1: yeah yeah well it's important because that's how we were designed that's how god made us you know god is part of the trinity he uh you know uh, I'll let you devote another po- podcast to explaining the Trinity to people. Uh, <laughs> you do that, but God, you know, it says that uh, God's part of the uh, a Trinity of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. That's uh, His nature is to be in community, and He's created us in His image to be a part of community and enjoy it. Mm. Uh, yet, um, I think you mentioned this earlier. You know, we're very connected. in a a culture and a generation these days, but also we're very disconnected and isolated. And Mm. I think the evil ones, one of his primary strategies is to uh, get us isolated, get us alone Mm. and to help us uh, and to lie to us that, um, nobody knows what I'm going through. Uh, I'm all alone. Uh, uh, I can't share what's going on because, um, people won't understand or they'll judge me or, you know, and so the evil one wants to keep us out of community and yet we're made for it. And Mm -hmm. that's a big part of what we do, you know, in, in any ministry is trying to create community so that, uh, people can share their lives that they, that they can go, no, I'm not alone. Uh, I'm not the only one facing these problems and that we can minister to each other, um, um uh, through um relationships Mm -hmm. um so that it's not just me trying to figure out my life by myself but um Mm -hmm. that's why the uh you know we do chapels you know kind of a big group thing but we i try to create as many environments my wife and i whether it be couples group or a women's group or you know weekly bible study a coach's bible study that there can be smaller groups where it's not just, Hey, we're listening to a presenter, which is Mm. important. It's important to gather and, and have a weekly chapel kind of thing, but where there's smaller groups where guys can actually share their story, uh, be known and know others. Um, that's one of the most powerful vehicles for spiritual growth. At least one of our key values at Willow years ago, uh, used to be, um, life change happens best in small groups. That was one of like the seven values that the staff and church had. Um, But again, building a small group and getting people consistent to show up and to um, share takes time. Mm. You know, uh, like I would say one of the, one of the highlights of the 2022 ministry season was that couples group at the Keenums Mm. and it was a consistent thing every tuesday night you know they have small kids they're tired you know kids are sick at times but they open their house up every tuesday night wow and um that created some of the you know i sharon and i have feel like that was the deepest most authentic couples group we've had in six years here Wow, and we take i take i uh credit that to Um, just being there every Tuesday night for like 20 weeks, (laughs) you know, and sometimes we went deep, sometimes we, uh, you know, just focused on one issue or one person that really came hurting and needing help, and so, um, boy, that takes a commitment, though, that takes the decision to go, you know what, Um, Hmm. these guys are tired and, and need to rest, but uh, hey, I'm gonna show up for you know they had they did meals every Tuesday so people could come and eat. They you know people brought food and so mm. um, that doesn't happen by accident though. You know you gotta yeah. every Tuesday about 4:30. You know you gotta go. Okay, am I going tonight? Yeah, okay, I'm going. I'm gonna show up.
0: Yeah, staying consistent.
1: Yep, staying consistent, going. I'm gonna show up and just trust God that that He's got me there for a reason.
0: Yeah, 100%. I love that. this has been so good. And, you know, I, some of the best conversations I've had, I mean, usually we, we've been at Tim Hortons a few times out in Buffalo. And I mean, people know now I'm, I'm here in Nashville, but I'd get a coffee and at times I get a pen and paper out and, you know, I'd hear you talk too. And uh, yeah, I love this. I, it's been great. Some of the best conversations I've had is over coffee. And, you know, I know for you, uh, we're wrapping up here with the podcast, but uh, a few of the questions I want to ask you is, who who refreshes you and your leadership and because you're always outpouring to so many others who's who's the one pouring into you yeah a lot of times uh,
1: well i've got i've got some really good friends on the staff here um uh matthew smiley who you probably know is uh our special teams coordinator who's been we've been together the whole run here uh is become a really dear friend uh just a, uh uh one of the funniest guys I know. And he refreshes me yeah. every day. Every day I'm, I'm up in his office, uh, you know, just, um, messing around uh, and, uh, <laughs> I for a long time. So I love to, I love to be able to go into a coach's office and then just, you know, mess with them. And, uh, you know, they're working away, grinding away. And I just get to be able to go out, oh, man, I don't have to do that anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, he, you know, and Corey, uh, uh, Corey, his assistant, uh, who, uh, just finished his first year, he's the office is right across the hall. And both of those guys love the Lord. And, um, uh, they refresh me every day, you know, as well as there's a lot of the coaches <laughs> up on staff that I just, I get to go up there and, you know, uh, try not to become a nuisance but uh, uh <laughs> but they were you know on a on uh and refresh me spiritually too uh there's we have a by seven or eight guys who come to a weekly bible study on the coaching staff and that's become a place where i lead that for sure but it's also become my community you know where i can just share what's going on in with my in my life with my family and uh coach mcdermott's in there oftentimes and yeah uh, and so anyway that's um, I'm really blessed here. You know, there are a lot of people in their workplace don't have a lot of support spiritually. And I feel like yeah. I've got support uh, here spiritually. Um, uh, and, uh, you know, and a couple names that come to mind as far as who I'm learning, continue to learn from and mentor me are uh, Don Cousins is uh, uh, Kirk Cousins, the quarterback for the Vikings. Don is his dad. Don is a pastor in Orlando at Discovery Church. Oh. Phenomenal church um mm. that uh we I watch every week. I don't I rarely miss a week of watching Don or whoever he has teaching uh um, right out of scripture. Uh I you know that's really our church. I mean we go to church locally here over at Life Church Buffalo or we go to revive Wesleyan when yeah. we can in the off season. But really Discovery Church in Orlando, Florida is our, is what I would consider my home church. Love and, it. Um, uh, Don's teaching and as well as just connecting with Don, um, personally, um, is continues to be a blessing in my life. He baptized me in 1978, so wow. it's that's been awesome. A long, long run with him, and then uh, Dan Webster uh, is another person I know you've had on your podcast. Dan uh, mm. was on staff at Willow Creek as well. Uh, Dan lives up in Holland, Michigan, and uh, I talk with Dan monthly, uh, if not more. Um, Love it. And, uh, so I've got a you know my brother Tim who led me to Christ oh. um, continues to be a strong and example in my life so yeah yeah we've that takes effort too intentionality right to yeah to build a team of people that can help you uh grow and support you and invest into you as well it's really important Dan's
0: gonna be on again for the podcast so I'll be sure to send that to you once once yeah, it does but it. yeah I mean it, it's cool I I've really, you know, a lot of the things that you've shared with me, I, I really appreciate. And I mean, you're, you're part of the reason I, I go to the church I am here in Nashville. Cause you're, you're good friends with one of the pastors here at church of the city. And, uh, and Darren, Darren's a great guy, great pastor. And I really value your, your connections uh, in terms of, you know, making sure people get fed spiritually. I love that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, this podcast is focused on community and connection, but, you know, if we were to throw in really the the main C it's, it's Christ. No, no. And, you know, you know how, how, how to get people to, to Christ, you know, mm. and, and point to who, who's the one and the foundation of all this. And man, no, these last six years, you know, these last, these last years in your life really have, have built you to where you're at now. And it's incredible to see. And so I thank you again. No. Um, and, and,
1: Yeah. I'd have to, you know, looking back, you know, again, 60, it's, I feel like I'm just getting started, but it is, (laughs) it's, it seems like a pretty decent sized number. Uh, but what incredible is I, as my wife and I look back on the journey that God has had us on, you know, um, so many people, so many people, I mean, years and years at Willow Creek community church, Wheaton college football, um, so many people have, built into it, invested, stayed faithful and patient with us, mentored mm. us, you know, and then to be able to give back and to try to point people towards Christ is, you know, there's no greater privilege in our life yeah. than to do that. And that God invites us to um, partner with him. Mm. Just incredible, right? I, one of my go-to passages is where you know, uh where is it first or second Corinthians it's uh, Paul is uh you know there's the people are starting to give too much credit to Paul and Apollo's, right and yeah. they're following him as dividing the church and he says, hey we're we're not doing anything because we're planting, mm-hmm. I'm watering, he's planting, you know, and it says God does all the work. And he says, and then... he, he just invited us to be co-workers. <laughs> right? Get your mind around that, that the God of the universe could do it any way he wants to. But he invites, you know, uh, broken um, people into the story. Mm-hmm. And says, hey, uh, would you like to experience the greatest thing in the universe, which is me and love? And you get to share that with other people. Um However you're doing it, whether you're in vocational ministry, you're paid, you're unpaid, you're a chaplain, you're a pastor, you're a neighbor, you're a teacher, you're running a podcast, you know, we all have an opportunity to play a part in God's story. And it's only by his grace and invitation and sovereign plan that he invites us to play a part in it. And so Mm. um, I'm not, you know, and it takes a lot of pressure off to continue to remind yourself God, God's doing the work. We our we're, our call is to be faithful and obedient, um, and trust him with the with the harvest, mm. you know, and not try to do the work that's his job to do, but just to, yeah. to steward what he's been given us, um, or, you know, for the time that he's given us here and the opportunities uh, to steward that um, takes a lot of pressure off. Mm. Well, as we wrap up,
0: so good. I want to keep going, but I want to honor your time. What are you stepping into sixty? What are you most hopeful for?
1: Stepping into what are the next season? Yeah. Okay. Oh man, I'm hopeful for, um, <clears throat> you know, for God to continue to work for more fruit. You know, um, it's it's <clears throat> these are months here in the building where it's kind of quiet, you know, and players are gone, and you know, which is really needed time to just kind of uh recover a little bit and do some planning as the new season starts. But just in the past couple of weeks, players are starting to trickle into the building. And we've signed some new free agents, you know, so they come in the building, yeah. come by my office, I get a chance to meet them for a minute or two. And uh it's just amazing that that spark comes back. That yeah. flame begins to burn again going, you know, okay, who's this guy? Or you meet his, you know, he's got his girlfriend or his wife with him. And, you know, we get to say, hey, you know, um, we have this thing on Tuesday nights, you know, uh, my wife is, you know, does this thing Wednesday mornings where, so it's just amazing as players start to trickle back in the building and the off season program begins, you know, in about a, three weeks from now or so, um, yeah. that you just, uh, God give, refreshes you. Right. Mm. And says, Hey, there's a, there's another run coming up and who knows what the twists and turns are going to be in it. Right. Yeah. But, to see the new players' faces, the new, the, you know, returning guys start coming back in the building, and you realize there's work to do. And so, what I'm hopeful yeah. for is uh, that God would continue to bless us, and um, I know He will, um, uh, and that we'll see fruit, mm. and that we'll see people grow and come to know Him, and and grow in their relationships, uh, primarily with Him, but with each other, and that this will be a year that. Just like 2022, we look back and go, look what God did Mm. and celebrate that, praise him for it. Love it.
0: Well, I know you're not a coffee drinker, but, you know, I I have great conversations over coffee, but, you know, most important, you know, I, I, this was not intended, but, you know, Christ is the foundation. And so thanks, thanks for the work that you're doing as always. You know, I was that you were my first ever real interview. I remember the first time interviewing my, I was like, Oh, shaking. I was like, man, this, I'm nervous. I'm nervous. You could tell I was nervous. And I, I I did not do a great job.
1: You were nervous. No, you're, I've always told you this. I already, I think I've told you several times you're a pro. I mean, you, this is a real natural. It seems very natural to you to, to uh, talk and to listen. You do a good job of listening and asking follow-ups. And so I, I think you're in, in your sweet spot. So thanks uh, Len. i appreciate going. it keep going
0: yeah got a lot of ways to go a lot of learning but
1: um i'm not gonna do this every podcast but do you mind praying us out yeah yeah i'd be happy to father in heaven we thank you for um your hand of provision uh every day giving us an opportunity to uh walk with you uh god we thank you for your word uh, that shows us who you are um that we can know your character, that your, your love for us, your faithfulness, and your patience with us. I pray that um, uh, as we begin our day, uh, that we would lean into you and that we would um, have an ear towards heaven today as we uh, invite the Holy Spirit to lead us, uh, as we do our work, wherever we go today, the jobs that we have to do, the tasks that are Um, in front of us i pray that we would invite you into it and that you would guide us lord i pray that you would most importantly help us to be uh notice the people that are in our lives today family and friends co-workers um and help us to point people towards you and how we act and how we interact with them as you give us opportunities to share encourage people people that are hurting i pray that you'd use us today for um for the good of your people, uh, and most importantly, for your glory as our good, good Heavenly Father. I uh, pray you'll bless Noah as he continues to do the ministry that you've uh, called him to in Nashville. And I pray that uh, we would see uh, more fruit uh, from uh, the work of the ministry that you allow us to do. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thanks, Len. Hi, brother.
0: Well, I hope you enjoyed today's conversation with Len. Be sure to rate and subscribe to the podcast. Give us a five stars and share with a friend. That will help us out a ton. And just an FYI for all of you listening today, we're going to have two Tuesdays a month dedicated to this podcast. So if you can dedicate this podcast twice a month, that'd be great. If you need more, let us know. We'd love to make more episodes for you. If you need less, let us know. But right now we're sticking with two Tuesdays and just another thing to call out as well. This podcast is Corsten Cigars Coffee and Cider. And until next time, we'll see you on the Four Seas Podcast.